Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Neuroturnal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is... Blur Don of the Ville, the Todd Father. The token continued disappointment, Tarky. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And today we're going to talk about the latest trailer for The Eternals, Marvel's, well, I was going to say their next movie, but their movie after Shang-Chi. And a new anime basically coming out to Disney Plus, Star Wars Visions, which looks like it's going to be a anime Star Wars what if. Uh, which one do you guys want to talk about first? Yeah, let's do Eternals because I'm looking at it. Or do you want, you want to save the... I was about to say you want to save the best for last, but it's like... Yeah, let's do Eternals. All right. Could you hear the could you hear the excitement flowing out of my voice? I watched the trailer, I didn't mind it. It's better it's better than the last one. Yeah. So after looking at it, I just went, if it wasn't Marvel, I'd be way more interested. <laughs> Cause it seems like it's setting up it would be setting up an interesting little superhero story. If not for the fact of it's laced with like contradictory feelings. Yeah. For me, it did answer the one question I had with all the crap that had been going on in said Marvel Universe. Why y'all just been sitting to the side? But then when you see him looking at a celestial that said, hey, don't interfere, that was Ariston. That was the judge. You know, that, that made a little more sense. Like, oh, y'all... Yeah, there's only one problem with that. Thanos is a goddamn eternal. He's an eternal. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem. That's still a damn plot hole. That's a problem. Yeah. That, well, that's... except they've never referred to him as an eternal in the Marvel st- in the Marvel movies. And only of the Mad Titan. Yes. Yeah. You don't get the idea watching this trailer. I didn't get the idea that the Eternals were a race. I got the idea that they were a squad that the eternal the uh, Celestials sent to guard Earth. You know, they're jumbling up the origins because you don't really know where the deviants came from either. I also don't like the fact that the deviants look like some kind of CGI dog, critter, techno-organic virus. They look like techno-organic mythical creatures because one of them looked a lot like a griffin. Yeah. And you see one that's kind of humanoid-ish. Well, the one that's stroking the cheek and being like, yeah, he'll never save I think them. that's supposed to be Crow. Okay. You know, the Deviant Lord, Crow? Mm-hmm. I think that's supposed to be Crow. But yeah, I didn't care much for the Deviants. And also, for the 12 seconds that the Crow guy was there, he just felt like knockoff Ultron. Truthfully. He, he reminded me of a knockoff uh, symbiote. Well, that's just the way they had him moving and stuff. But yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. Like they were all a little too flowy and not solid. Yep. And also, in this, the contradiction with them going like, oh, we're not supposed to be involved in human affairs. None of what Thanos was doing was humanity-based. It just happened to be there on Earth. It wasn't human-based. They specifically said we were supposed to defend them from the Deviants. Yeah, and then they talk about how much they love humanity. Not one of them stood up when when a dude's coming in to kill half of them. 
You know, maybe they didn't realize what was going on. Who knows? Like I said, it, part of why I look at this trailer and go, eh, it's not too bad, is my, how low my expectations are. No way. I am not expecting this to be great. I'm expecting it, but this trailer looks better than what I was expecting. At least they have costumes that aren't all black leather. And, you know, it's it has things that at least it's not this. Mm. But I didn't see anything where I went, oh, I want this. This looks nice. Because it's all the kind of sort of magic weaponry, kind of sort of magic stuff where, like, if this was Doctor Strange, I'd like to see it because you'll explain it. But I have no guarantee you're going to explain how any of this works. I like the transmutation that you see. Yeah. That when you got be. the bus flipping, and I'm assuming that that was Cersei that runs up to it and turns into rose petals. That's a, that's a Cersei move. I like that. Uh, Icarus's eye beams. It looks like the Zack Snyder Superman heat vision. I mean, right down to the kind of the lines on his face coming back off from his eyes when he's using it. Uh, I could have done with him not ripping the DCU off. Other than that, it looked fine. I mean, earth the hell, once you said that, I was like, oh shit, that was supposed to be Icarus? Oh, yeah, that, that guy is Icarus. I'm quite certain. I, I have, I'm having the problem with Eternals that we were talking about off mic that you're having with He-Man. It, it's Phase Transformers, you sit there and go, it, it's a little better because I'm familiar enough with the Eternals that I, I can, some of them are just kind of blatant. Okay, I know the black guy's faceless because he's black. You know, uh, I know Angelina Jolie is Thena because she's blonde. Got you. I know Sprite is Sprite because it's a kid. But other than that, it's like, the fuck are you supposed to be? You know, it's, it's one of the things that I, I know... I'm so unattached to most of the Eternals that on some level my my comic geek purist is offended by how much they've changed them. But it's the Eternals that don't really care. You know, I like, I like Makari when he was in Quasar because he was like a sidekick in Quasar for, in the Quasar comic for a while. And all, you, all I really saw him do in the trailer is like shoot something from his fingers. So that's, it's that's bothering me. It's not even him. Oh death, wait a minute! I'm getting. Death. I'm in that case. I'm getting mixed up with another character. Uh, Ta-da! That's right. See, for me, I've read maybe three books that had the Eternals in them, and it was because it was a crossover with something else, or they were appearing in the Avengers. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I know who they are, and that's about all I care. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and I couldn't. I can't even name any of them. I just, okay, that's so-and-so, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Don't have a clue. Blah, blah, okay, and they're done, and we're back to the characters I know. That's all I, so, to me, this is all brand new. Well, Dad and his collection had a few of the old Eternals, enough that I'm familiar with who Icarus was, because he was kind of the main character of the book. The rest of them that I know, I know Gilgamesh from the Avengers. I know Cersei from the Avengers. I know Makari from, like I said, the Quasar book. I know those. I know the ones from the Avengers. I know. Well, I know a chunk of them because hell, I know uh, Zerus from Thor. Yeah, let's say now, Dad. Dad had that Thor run that the Eternals were popping up in a lot, so I kind of knew him from there. You know, Thor was hanging with them heavy there for a bit because you had you had the fourth host of the Celestials coming, 
So, you know, you have periods in there where, you know, they're a decent deal. It's, it's, they're a little more popular than Shang-Chi. Except if you had asked me to name a single Eternal, I couldn't have, but I could have named Shang-Chi. See, I, I could name them all. I could, I could live, I'm, I'm literally sitting there going, that's wrong, that's wrong. I know who the hell that's supposed to be, but that still ain't right. That's wrong. That's not right. And I am not, I am not the hugest Eternal fan, but I am a walking encyclopedia of Marvel, and they have buttfucked that show. And my main issue with this is, it's dead. Like before, I step in and watch it, and it will probably the ending will probably do something to change this. But going walking towards this, it is oh, it's a story about a group of people who are not allowed to interfere in anything human other than this one specific case which means they don't matter yeah, truthfully because that because by their by the rules that they are setting up then then they can never be involved in anything else that doesn't involve a fucking yeah people. like the end of the movie literally has to break that rule you just heard for it to be part of the marvel cinematic universe or to have any real crossover and yeah, the thing is any and if they break it for that, why the fuck didn't they break it for Thanos? Yep. Right. What happens involving these things that they're supposed to be fighting that allows them to no longer have that rule? It seems so... Like... It seems like it's going to have some kind of asinine ending that allows them to flow into the regular universe. And at that point, you might as well have just had them be asleep. You should have just had them on a bus. Where were they with Thanos? They were on a bus. Or they didn't realize Thanos was coming, and he's and you know, and you find out that he specifically snapped them away. You know, yeah. when he did the snap. Something. You, I mean, yeah. you have them. Hey, if it was, it started up, and it was them coming back out of a snap and going, "That son of a targeted us." I would actually be willing to watch that movie because at least then the explanation of why weren't you there. He literally snapped us out of the universe to make sure we couldn't. And at least that explains it in a mm -hmm. way that I don't feel angry about. Because, you know, they were just watching Earth. Maybe they didn't realize what was going on out in space. Because Thanos wasn't on Earth that long before he did, before no. he did the snap. So No, he wasn't. And Thanos was like five ships. They were big ships, but it was like five things just show up. Boom, boom, boom. Wakanda's messed up. Like, it was pretty quick. You know, there's ways they can make it work, but I'm not really seeing any indication that they're going to. Yeah, it just looks like they're all sitting at the house going, oh man, this is some dumb shit. <laughs> Too bad we can't interfere. I think, I think the thing, I think, I think the line that bothered me the most, and somebody said it earlier, is when they go, oh, but we so love humanity. The fuck? Well, yeah. Really? To, to claim love and not a single one of them want to sacrifice for that love? It's like, ah, eh, it's, it's your love on paper. Yeah. Well, love that humans. depends. Yeah. One thing I'm more wondering about is if at the end of the movie they decide, screw it, we're interfering. And the movie basically ends with, oh, well, in that case, the Celestials are coming to judge us. Eh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Which would, would be a good reason for the Fantastic Four to be around. Yeah. Fantastic Four don't fuck with Celestials. They don't. That's... That's more Thorish, Doctor Strange-ish. The FF don't 
FF ain't on that. FF ain't got a goddamn thing on that level. True. Because even, even the Celestials are truly rough, a little rough on Galactus, and they they have to come up with all kinds of MacGuffins anytime you do a Galactus story to, to kind of shoot him off. So, yeah, I don't really see that. Truthfully, the, if if they were going to do the judgment, which would, yeah, I guess it would be neat, but they so, the MCU is so light in the ass, and truthfully, even at their height, the characters they have was so light in the ass, and the ones that do have some power, they nerf. Or just don't allow to show up. Yeah, they, they you know, there ain't, there ain't a damn thing they could do to a to a host, a host of Celestials at all. Ah, uh, they throw Captain Marvel at it, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the problem. Yes, she, she, her, her whole total of power is probably what one of them carries in his finger now. Yeah, she'd last all of three seconds. And, I mean, hell, that's, that's all of them. It, it'd be like, hell, that's Thor, that's any of them. They don't... A Celestial is a huge fucking deal. Just one of them. And they show up in a group. So is it safe to say we're all on more or less the same page? It's better than we thought it would be, but it still ain't looking great. Yeah, it's it's still something that you kind of sit there and go, let's hope let's hope that JPEG looks at this one and goes, hey, 25 days. If it shows up on Disney Plus, you know, for free, I ain't paying $30 to see no. shit. But, you know, whenever, whenever it does that 45-day kick like Black Widow will do like in October, yeah, you know, early on in 2022, this pops up on Disney Plus for free. I will watch. Yeah. I, and probably sit there and go, thank God I didn't pay for this shit. For, for me, like on Netflix, you got Jupiter's Legacy. I have not watched it yet. Don't. It sucks. But I go, oh, it's a group of superheroes that I'm not really familiar with. I can watch it for free and, you know, entertain myself for a little bit. Even if I sit and critique, oh, yeah, well, that sucks. Well, that's just stupid. You know, that's the kind of thing I'm looking at going into this. The one scene in the trailer that I did like, where the one dude, I don't know what the character's name is, but he's talking, he smashes the table. Oh, it's, you got it out of vibranium. Smash. No. Fall Collection. Ikea. I think that was that supposed to be... Me up. Black Same Knight way. is supposed to be in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Black... Yeah. Uh, Dane what's his, is supposed to be. Yeah, what's his face from the... Uh, I, think, I think it was the guy that played Jon Snow. Yeah, Kit Harrington. Yeah, I think is his name. Yeah, I think he's the one that that uh, the one lady is talking to at the beginning when she's kind of explaining what's going on. Because you know he's not an eternal, so they're having to you know she's having to explain to him what's going on. Yeah, because you know the thing is, him and Cersei were a thing. They were a thing in the books for a while. I don't know if I care over or not. The one thing that I, I like, I liked her. I like the person transmuting the bus. I was, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, they actually got one fucking thing right. Well, it, now, Icarus did the eye beams. That was kind of his big thing. See, I didn't know that was Icarus. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I had no excitement about that. I was like, because oh, that's the trick, is the Eternals, the Eternals pretty much all have the same power set, just some of them focus on different things. So, <laughs> they, they're more focused on stuff. So, yeah. So all of them can transmute, but Cersei focused on transmutation. She was the she was the master of it. Where yeah. Icarus almost never used that. 
Yeah. He was all physical strength and speed. Well, yeah. mostly physical strength. And he had, like I said, the eye beams. Where Mercari was fascinated with speed, so that's what he focused on. So, yeah. you know, he was their speedster. Fastos was, was the builder. So, you know, that was kind of his thing, was he built shit. As the trick is, you know, they are supposed to be on par with gods. It's the reason why the names all kind of sound kind of like the Greek gods is because yeah. they went to war with Olympus. And that was kind of the peace treaty. When they took the peace treaty, they took the names of the different gods. That's one reason why some of the, like, some of the swapping don't really work. Yeah. Zerus is called Zerus because he was basically took the name of Zeus. That way, when they were active on the Earth, it was actually being attributed to the gods, you know. But, uh... All right. We ready ready to do greatness that is Star Wars Visions? I'm ready to if y'all are. Yep. All right. Who wants to start the shit show? Oh. Well, hold on. I'm I'm not allowed to insult this. Studio Trigger's doing two of the episodes, and Production IG's doing one. Okay. I'm not allowed to insult this, even though I want to really bad. <laughs> well, I, I'll insult it for you. The trailer looked like garbage. It'll poop it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of anime or manga on, you know, and I, I'll own that. I've only seen a few that I really went, oh, well, that was pretty cool. This, while maybe some of the story would be great, the art artistic, you know, way they've done the, the cartoon. Yeah, I ain't into it. And then the whole little, like, uh, Dragon Ball Z look. Yeah, I don't care for that either. That's why I can't watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I listen to Tony talk about it all day because he makes it sound like the greatest thing ever. But to physically sit down and watch it? No, I'll pass. Yeah, well, you know, the the art style changes throughout the trailer, of course, because you've got different studios doing it. It's an, it's an anthology series, so... One of them was 3D CG. One of them's drawn in an attempt to kind of mimic uh, Ghibli. Let me make sure Ghibli isn't directly here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Citrus is also in. Man, why is everyone from Trigger here? All the studios I like to animate things are animating them. It's the greatest thing since ever. Well, no, it's just, it means the animation will be quality. It does not mean that the writing will make sense or fit in universe or do anything correctly. Because, like, the first episode that's going to come out, The Duel, is an alternate history. Specifically, an alternate history pulled from Japanese lore. Uh, the second episode, La Pinocho, uh, is set to be during the Reign of the Galactic Empire. So, like, your second episode is supposed to be in Core Universe. But, like, so much of this, I can look at it and just go, they're doing the same thing they did with the Batman. If you guys remember the Batman yeah. Japanese anime thing we reviewed. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's the parts where they all have to hold very strictly... Like, the part of the Batman movie that took place in Gotham and not in Japan felt very Batman. Mm -hmm. And I suspect any parts that they are held to the, to the reins, held to the fire, to mimic the Star Wars parts, they'll do well. You'll look at it, you go, that's Star Wars, I like how this is going. 
And then once it lets up and they're free to go in their own direction, they will choose to go in their own direction in a way that is specifically for a Japanese audience. Because that's who buys most of their stuff. They are not a worldwide animation studio. They're a Japanese animation studio. They're going to do the thing that gets them street cred and gets them money at the house. Which is, do the stuff for their Japanese audience. I, I, I get that. Now, I noticed the trailer is in Japanese, but I'm seeing a lot of American actors involved. That's because it's doing a... There's an English dub as well, okay. coming yeah. out at the same time. Okay. Yeah, because on one of them, it's got Neil Patrick Harris, and I'm going, I didn't know Neil Patrick Harris could speak Japanese, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I see George Takei, though. I mean, he could speak Japanese, so... So, from what I can tell, the duel will be the the two that were fighting with the, the whip late, the the whips and the stabbing herself with a, crystal, with a kyber crystal. That's going to be the duel. Tatooine Rhapsody is the singing one. Uh, T.O.B. 1 is the one that looked like Astro Boy. There's no way it's not. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that droid. Uh, the ninth... I mean, there's enough of these. Uh, the Elder is obviously going to be the old dude wielding two red lightsabers. Or maybe the twins would... The twins might be them fighting. But, like, some of it, I can just look at the name and go, ah, oh, that's probably this one. Ah, oh, it's that one. Like... None of it looks none of it looks terrible other than the fact it's clearly going to be it's not Star Wars animated by a Japanese animation studio. It's written, directed, and animated by a Japanese studio. And that's where it's going to go off for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna look at it and go, ah, I I can't I I it's not Star Wars to me, but I I love the animation. I love what they're doing here because it's fun to watch. I'm kind of here. Yeah, some of the stuff I saw in the trailer, it just looks so generically anime. I mean, granted, you're looking at, you know, multi multiple different creators and different art styles kind of all crammed into one trailer, but I don't know. It just Nothing about it really called me. And, you know, I watch some anime, so. Well, what... For me, it's going to be one of those kinds of things. If I watch it, it'll be like, oh, one or two episodes will stand out to me. I, when I watched Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, it was one of those kind of things of I didn't necessarily like some of the artwork in it, but I enjoyed the story because they have kind of an anime lean to most of their artwork. But then some of it was like, okay, that's straight up you know, American-style artwork. You know, I get that, and it had a crappy story. And so that's what I'm looking at this going into it. It's like, okay, it's all supposed to have a Star Wars slant to it. But the anime artwork, I don't care for Gen generally. You know, it has to be, the story really has to pull me in for me to, you know, ignore that. So. I, I seriously doubt I'll watch one of them. It's, it. Truthfully, I, in the seconds I watched it, it felt very New Republic to me. You know, and I'm like, felt yeah. desperate gimmick. That was the, that was my my overall impression is this is a desperate gimmick. But like I said, you well not New Republic, High Republic. You know, you got that High Republic crap out. That, that's how I look at it. Is oh, it's some 
bastardized Star Wars fanfic. I don't like bastardized Star Wars fanfic. So, hey, we're going to do a Star Wars anime. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Here's your cookie. Well, no, the trick is there's there's enough stuff on streaming. But yeah, I doubt I'll ever watch this shit at all. I can I can literally go watch Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes again on Disney Plus and never come anywhere near that section of that shit. And it, you know, I'm sure it's for somebody, but yeah, with the lightsaber whips and the weird umbrella spinning. Well, yeah, the lightsaber umbrella was where I completely checked out. I was like, uh. I don't know why you guys are checking out on that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm really. The double-bladed lightsaber the first time I saw it was neat. Kylo Ren's kind of cross-guard lightsaber is like, oh, okay, he's starting to make him look like broadswords. Kind of defeat the purpose, but all right. Now it's, you know, by the time you got to raise switchblade double... Nah, I'm done. You know, it's... I don't want lightsaber nunchucks. So, you know, it's... it's At a certain point, stop. Just Yeah, but like... Stop. The entire thing about Sith weaponry is it's a lightsaber, but weird. Yeah, but the trick is there's only so fucking much I'm I'm gonna be interested in in a lightsaber. You know, fight with the damn the the fact that Darth Maul had a double bladed, but basically a bow staff lightsaber was less neat than the fact that I like watching him fight with it. I don't need dumb variation. I don't need Swiss Army lightsabers and all that kind of shit. You know, do something, have somebody fight with it in a way that's cool. But I don't need all of the weird variations. And that's what it's kind of become. Oh, it's new Star Wars. Let's come up with some new dumbass variation lightsaber. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, Dooku, the reason they his hilt was shaped that way is because the actor had arthritis and couldn't bend his hand in certain ways, but he was a fencer. And so they did the lightsaber that way so he could fence with it on set and it looked right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that, oh, we want to create a new thing. It's they had to fix it so he could hold it. And that was and it was a different it was a different handle. Yeah. And it caused handle. a different style. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, I it wasn't I, the blade doing anything weird though. Yeah. No, no. The blade was just a regular blade, but it was just it fit his fighting style and the actor's hand to be able to hold it because of his arthritis for long periods of time. But, you know, like Todd was saying, with Maul, yeah, okay, how are you going to fight with that and not, oh, you have an acrobatic fighting style. Okay, that makes sense. That's cool. We well, have the a trick is it was a bow staff. Yeah. The whole trick to the double-bladed thing, it's a st- instead of fighting like it's a sword, you fight like it's a staff. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, everybody else's style had been pretty much, you know, a standard stand-up katana. Katana style fight. Or, if you go back to the original trilogy, baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, hit you with this bat. Shit. I'm probably going to watch a lot of these and then give you, like, one or two that I think you might actually passively enjoy. Okay, I mean, I'd be willing to check one or two of them out, you know, with with somebody going, this one was okay, you'll like this one. Because the two by uh, Saru have a South Korean director and a Spanish director. So, like, how much it goes one way or the other might be hemmed in a little bit. But generally speaking, it doesn't sound like any of us are real enthusiastic about these. Uh, I'm going yeah. to love two of them. Yeah, I think Tarky's a little jagged. But, like, I'm going to love them not because 
oh, this is such a good homage to Star Wars. I'm going to go, oh, Studio Trigger's doing some stuff. Oh, Production IG is doing some stuff. Hey, hey, did they hire anyone from Bones to animate anything? Oh, they did? Sweet. I'm going to watch that because it's going to look real neat. You're fans of the people doing it. Yeah, which is why I was like, I don't want to insult this too much because I like the people that are working on it. But I know they're so outside their wheelhouse on this. Or the, the problem is they were asked to go to a wheelhouse and they went to their wheelhouse instead. Yeah. 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 I, it, I'm, I'm feeling, for me, I'm feeling Batman Ninja because I'm not a fan of the people doing it. I'm a fan of the, of the property that they're into. And when you deviate too much from that shit, yeah. Yeah, you completely lose me. Well, that's why they're so much so of like the first one is non-canonical because they want to pull an audience that is not typically in Star Wars Mm -hmm. to kind of like, look at the Star Wars stuff. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not upset about it because it's it's a what if. Even the old, even the old uh, Star Wars vision. I think I think Star Wars vision was a comic at one time. Yeah, it was. You know, it was it was always kind of a what if. So, you know. It just isn't that where Apocalypse Endor was. Uh, that was Star Wars Tales. They did a lot of comedic yes. stuff in that. Same principle though. Well, uh, I guess it's about time for us to wrap up. Oh, so I do. Got... I do want to make fun of the premise, if you don't mind. Go for it. Star Wars Visions is a collection of animated short films presented through the lens of the world's best anime creators that offer a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. It's all Japanese animation teams. The cultural perspective is pretty shallow. It's just the Japanese perspective. It's just the one perspective. I mean, you mentioned this, the one Spanish director and the one South Korean director. but Yeah. But I mean, like, it's all Japanese animation team. So, like, you're not going to get your writer and director outside of japan like both the the directors i mentioned are directors who specifically work with the animation team like they are part of the animation team that's working in that is not just whitey right like but that's just a fresh not a fresh and also diverse Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like this was clearly written by a white person gotta use the buzzwords man gotta use the buzzwords it's just like yeah you can't get the cookie without it all right, now we're going to wrap up. So if anybody out there has got an opinion on either one of these trailers uh, or something about them that we should have brought up and we didn't, or just some comments you want to leave, uh, you can leave a comment you know, below the video on YouTube. You can leave a comment on our Facebook. You can contact us at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the site, thenerdeternal.com. If you'd like to support the show, we have a shop on thenerdeternal.com uh, where you could buy merch. Or, uh, if you're a little short on cash or just don't like us that much, you could like, subscribe, tell a tell an acquaintance, you know, just share us around. Share us to your friends. Share us to your enemies. Just share. So until next week, I have been your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is Ben. The Todd Father. The Token Millennial Tarky. CDL113. And we will see y'all next time.